The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. And good morning once again. It's Oliver Callan here in this week for Mr. Tuberty, minding the shop until 10 o'clock each day. The text is 51551 and the email is ryan at rte.ie. It's a Tuesday now and it's still April. April the 12th we're into. And if you've got uh, some little people in your life this morning and because we're before we get into the newspapers and all about the news, uh, we have a, an interesting guest this morning, Nick Sheridan. He's a journalist. He started in here in News Today, which you know is the TV news for kids. And it's um, he's now a BBC journalist in, up in Scotland there. But he's written this fascinating book, How to Tell What's Real from What's Rubbish, Breaking News. And it's for the children. It's for the 8 to 12 year olds. And uh, I think actually I got more out of it than, than, than a, it's not entirely aimed. Well, it is aimed at kids, but I got as much out of it because it kind of like children that distill everything down to the bare facts. You don't just arrive, listen to the news because you need a lot of baggage of knowledge. So you're kind of going, why is that person doing that thing? And why is this bad thing happening? And is that happening? Is it real? So sorting out the fake news from the real. And we'll be chatting to Nick Sheridan, uh, who's from Wexford. Uh, but as I say, BBC Scotland now, later on this morning, I think you're going to enjoy that chat, young and old alike. Now, the newspapers, with the Irish news, as far as that's concerned, providing no light relief, really, from the state of the world for you uh, this morning. I'm sorry to report, because most of the papers are leading with that appalling homophobic attack on the young Evan Summers, you might have heard. So Evan is 23 years of age. She's a member of the Emerald Warriors, which is a gay rugby club in the city in Dublin. And he was attacked on what is basically one of the busiest intersections and spots when it comes to nightlife in the whole country. Half past three in the morning on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, you expect it's going to be heavily policed. There's lots of people around. It's that crossroads in Dublin city centre, if you know, on Dame Street outside the gay spa, as they call it, because it's surrounded by all the gay night spots in the city. And um, the Irish Daily Mirror very simply putting it, battered for being gay. The Irish son, catch vile thug who did this because we don't know who did this. And um, he had no time to react at all, young Evan. And as he says here in the Irish Daily Mirror, talking to Amy Donoghue, he said, the man who who assaulted me ran after us. So he was with his cousin and his cousin's boyfriend. There's three of them walking along the street, half three in the morning, busy Saturday night. Uh, the man who assaulted, he ran after us, started to harass us even before we'd even spoken to him before. Never seen him before. I remember him calling me, and it's the F word that rhymes with maggot. And he was about to punch me. I had no time to react. He doesn't remember anything else. And he ended up with a fractured eye socket, two fractured bones in his ankle, dislocated ankle with small cuts and bruises. He had surgery on his ankle. And he's saying himself, you hear of stories about this when it happens to you or someone you know. It's a shocking reminder of the, the, the distance we have to go in terms of equality for LGBTQ plus people. So there you go. That's Ireland in 2022. It's nearly seven years since equal marriage where we thought all the problems had been solved, but, but it's still going on. And you're kind of wondering what is going on in Dublin city centre, what the locals call town. And this is reminding us of the attack, just completely random, on the Irish Olympian Jack Woolley, you might remember. It was a Friday night again, busy night, um, He's 22 years of age and he was randomly attacked in August of last year in Dublin. Sucker punched while out in Dublin city centre. 
nothing really said to him, nothing, uh, just completely random. Um, Jack Woolley, he came out as bisexual last year, uh, although he wasn't directly attacked over that. Who knows? I don't think anyone was ever caught for that attack. And uh, I w- we were just actually discussing this yesterday before Evan Summers uh, came out and announced what had happened to him. And I have countless stories from friends who are just nervous, going from nervous to terrified of Dublin City Centre, when they're on their own in particular. We know the stories, we've discussed it many times and particularly hear it on this programme as well, about women on their own in any part of the country and the commons, the stairs, the menace and the sinister element in the country at the moment. Gay people the same. I mean, I personally absolutely would not hold hands with my partner. And I'm 41 years of age and I've been in Dublin 20 years and it feels more dangerous now than any time I remember. Uh, Darren Garrity, of course, from RT, the RT presenter, she had been just tweeting at the weekend, obviously didn't know about the Evan Summers uh, attack at this stage, and was just saying, she tweeted, apologies in advance if I've missed some reasoning for this, but does anyone know what the story is with the taxi situation in Dublin? I walked for 35 minutes before nabbing one to go home last night, absolutely freezing, but also scared. It would fully deter you from going out at all. Now, we're going to come back to this story, I think, this week because it's it started the conversation. I should say, by the way, we're wishing Evan Summers the best of luck. Get well soon. And thanks for sharing the story. He wasn't looking for attention and uh, he got much sympathy from around the place. Boy, George uh, kind of leading the tributes. People from around the world, thousands of people commenting and sharing their experience. So maybe this has happened to you as well. Maybe it's not just in Dublin. Let us know if you've had similar experiences. We will return to the story later in the week. 51551 is the text ryan at rte.ie. And the Justice Minister, Helen McEntee, in the Irish Independent today, she's going to, she's vowed to increase Garda numbers following a suspected homophobic attack. And that's in relation to that. She's going to talk to the Garda Commissioner, Drew Harris. Incidentally, we were actually filming Callan Kicks the Years last summer. And there was a whole group of us, you know, grown people, about, I'd say, uh, definitely a dozen. And we were on... Dublin City Centre, just off Dorset Street there, which is just at the top of Parnell Square, busy place. You've got the um, Hugh Lane Gallery, uh, lots of busy stuff, the Gate Theatre and everything. And it was broad daylight in August and we were fairly scared. And the cameraman was getting out of his car and a taxi driver who obviously knows the area said, by the way, I wouldn't be leaving your car there with you with equipment. Absolute broad daylight and the Dorset Street flats are all boarded up. But there was young lads, teenage fellas, and uh, they re- they seemed to run the place and they were coming up to us in groups and uh, none of us felt safe and we had to arrange that none of us were, were leaving in, in groups of fewer than four when we were going out to do things. And you can tell, you know, what what these guys, they're Irish, do you know, before you go on and talk about anything. Um, they're, they're Irish young lads and people are very nervous. And there's, if it's a policing issue, is it lockdown? What's going on? Anyway... We move on to other stories because obviously the airport is having issues, but not a knock airport, which is what we call it colloquially, but officially it's Ireland West. So there's this um, people travelling. We'd actually heard uh, from people obviously hearing about problems in the airport in general, but not so in the west of Ireland. This fellow got a happy flyer. He'd obviously been hearing of the stories. This is Gav Duffy. And he was hearing so much about the airport. He said, I better leave loads of time before going to Ireland Airport West. Uh, about the queues and so on. So he arrived in so much time that he was able to have two breakfasts to kill time before his flight. And he's having a very nice uh, experience at Knock Airport. And Lorita Blewett, 
who's that um, well-known podcaster with Tommy and Hector. She uh, was on Twitter there uh, a week ago and she was talking about she parked up at 17 minutes past nine. She had a quick chat. She was going through the airport, went through security and eight minutes later, she was standing at the boarding gate ready to go. She's related to Joe Biden, but I don't think she got any special treatment there. For that, you know. Ireland West Airport. And it is a thing. Maybe, maybe there are alternatives to Dublin Airport if you're fretting over security queues. Cork Airport, Shannon Airport, Belfast, still on the island. It's kind of overlooked by people in the south who have the blinkers. Uh, uh, the Northern Lights will be seen in Ireland and this week. And Maria Vosnuka uh, in the Irish Sun. That's a great name. Tells us the Northern Lights are going to be visible in Ireland this week in several counties because of the solar storm. So you've got the auroral activity happening. But it was too cloudy to see it last night. Um, so will it, be visible? will it be visible this week? The very northern coast, so up around Donegal, Derry, Antrim, is the best place to watch it. I was uh, checking in on Met Aaron. What are they saying about Ulster tonight? Showers will die out. It'll be mainly dry with clear spells. So there's a chance of seeing the northern lights up on the northern counties tonight. Um, most active during the equinox and the solstice. Well, we're a bit away from the solstice, but there's a solar storm, solar activity, and you should be able to see those beautiful. There's always great photographs. I wonder, do you see that with the naked eye? Because you know when you see photographs of the super moon and it's massive and that you can't photograph it with your phone because it's tiny little, really tiny little dusty looking uh, blurry thing. And it, it looks quite big by the naked eye, but there's something going on with the lens. I've never seen the Northern Lights like that. Are they exactly like the pictures or not really? Who knows? Are they slow shutters? You know, we can capture all the stars and their solar things. Now, one star you can see apparently in Wexford, if you're lucky, is Hollywood star Channing Tatum. The Evening Echo tells us that Tatum, 41, he's the same age as me. God, I'm, I really should get into shape, shouldn't I? Channing Tatum it was in County Wexford at the weekend. Surprising fans sharing pictures from the popular tourist attraction. Where was he? He was in Wells House, which is a Victorian country house and gardens in Gorey in County Wexford. I don't know it, but the Magic Mike star has brought a lot of attention to it now. And um, he was fond of the meerkats in the animal enclosure. I'm learning more about uh, Wells House than I ever knew before. Thanks, thanks to Channing Tatum. Why is he here? Is he on holidays? We don't know. We want to find out. Uh, if you know, let us know. The Lost City is his latest film, which is out. Actually, saw the trailer for that. Is um, Tina Fey's in it, isn't she? It looks fierce funny, but the trailer can do that. You never know. Uh, Shannon, Air- Shannon Airport. Not um, Tating, uh, Channing Tatum Airport. Uh, no, we... If there's an airport in Wexford, who knows? It could be named after Channing Tatum. Shannon, Air- Shannon Airport was great for us on Thursday. Straight through and we had our breakfast, says this texter. So, you know, if you're at Dublin Airport, they don't like to hear this now. You know, there's a bit of begrudgery goes on when you're having... But although if you've cruised through it in fast track, is that even open at the moment? I don't think even that's delayed, isn't it? That would be the time to do it now, isn't it? Because you can mostly enjoy it when you know other people are suffering. Isn't that the... That when, when you're suffering in a holiday way only, I should say. Oliver, could you give a big shout out to all in the UL Music, Musical Theatre Society who are doing a production of Spring Awakening this Wednesday to Friday in the Bell Table Theatre in Limerick. Know it, very nice place, especially to a certain member of the cast who broke their nose in rehearsals last week and is still going on stage. The show goes on, says Colm. That is dedication now. Broke their nose in the rehearsals Still going. You see, everyone at the show is going to be going, which one broke their nose? It'll be kind of hard to cover that. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's that one there, is it? 
Uh, anyway, congratulations and the best of luck to you, Spring Awakening, in the Bell Tale Table Theatre in Limerick City. Uh, so good luck to you. And uh, uh, the best best wishes to all indeed. Now, what else is going in the arts? Oh, actually, Wells House, you see, I was watching out for this. An amazing venue to visit just south of Gorey, which is North Wexford. Uh, so they might not just have the strongest Wexford accent there now at all. Like Wexford down south, Wexford be very severe. Wexford, Montgomery, we just kind of mild, like, you know. Great outdoor activities, really recommend. Well, there must be outdoor activities because we know there's meerkats down there. I wonder if meerkat's been very popular eyes because of Compare the Meerkat to CompareTheMarket.com. You know those ads for the Brits? Uh, slightly obsessed with them myself, I must say. Uh, Eurovision. What's going on with Eurovision? Well, the Kalush Orchestra is representing Ukraine and they have been touring around the place. And why is this news? It's news because obviously there's a couple of fellas in it. It's old men, actually. And um, they had to get special permission to obviously travel outside of Ukraine because men of fighting age aren't allowed to leave. The majority of those leaving the country and leaving that um, invasion, the Russian invasion, can't say it enough. The Russian war, um, uh, they had to get special permission, so women and children only generally. But the Kalush Orchestra, and they're going around and they're kind of drumming up solidarity. And you don't hear Eurovision acts talking a lot about politics. Uh, and they've personally thanked Boris Johnson for the Kiev visit. You might have seen there was extraordinary footage of Boris Johnson strolling around with the Ukraine president Volodymyr Zelensky with those heavily armed commandos and that empty streets of Kyiv. Very important because they had been freed. Some of the districts of Kyiv had just been freed by the Russian tanks that had pulled out because of that uh, Ukrainian defence. But anyway, the Kalush Orchestra are out and about. They performed huge crowds in the Netherlands and uh, they've thanked the Brits for their support. They're, they're doing a lot better on sanctions, aren't they, than we are. And uh, you might have heard Fiona Kelly's review of the papers in Morning Ireland and how they're discovering companies with loads of money hidden in Ireland. And um, there are people who own factories in Ireland that have been sanctioned in Britain and are still doing the business here. And it all gets a little bit fuzzy. But anyway, um, Ukraine, obviously red hot favourites. You literally can't really book them. You can't hardly bet. You can still bet technically, but... Um, they're red-hot favourites to win the Eurovision Song Contest in Turin in Italy next month. Italy's second favourites are 3-1. to one. I think it's 11-10 to 10 on. Is that how you say that? I'm not au fait with betting terminology. I don't tend to bet. I just tend to watch things and enjoy whoever wins and loses. Don't have to bet to add the extra bit. Uh, but anyway, they're probably going to win. Kalush, by the way, is named after a town in western Ukraine, which is just about the safest part of Ukraine, as safe as Ukraine gets at the moment. And um, it's quite an interesting story in itself because they weren't picked in the telecast uh, just before the war broke out. Someone called Alina was chosen and Alina broke the sacred rule. And this is before the war. She had travelled into the uh, the Crimea, which was annexed, uh, Ukrainian Crimea, annexed by Russia. She travelled via Russia. And they have specific rules in solidarity in Ukraine that you don't support the occupying force. But this is pre-war. So she did that. She was stripped of her right to represent Ukraine. She's since obviously condemned the subsequent invasion. And the Kalush Orchestra are represent. It's actually a good tune. Even before the thing happened, um, they were going to, you know, really compete. Uh, here's a little clip from it. It's quite catchy. <laughs>
flute is in there as well. So they're a rap act, and that's a catchy tune. I've heard it a few times now, and I'm kind of rocking along to that. Uh, but it cannot be beaten, apparently, for the Eurovision this year, which is happening on the 14th of May. And Ireland and our very own Brooke will be representing us there. That's in the semi-final. And thankfully, we're not in the same final as Ukraine, so we're not competing against them. But you are hard-pressed to vote for anyone else, won't you, Eurovision? Anyway, that's happening. Uh, what Britney Spears in the news. Why? She has revealed she is pregnant with her third child. Now, this is kind of significant news because in her conservatorship, you might remember she was saying that all her health and including her reproductive rights were strictly controlled in the conservatorship. And she was kind of saying, I, I was thinking about having kids and that wasn't really an option. And so now that she is free, Brittany's finally free. She's announced she is pregnant with her partner, Sam Ashgari. And there's been a great reaction around the place to that because, as we mentioned yesterday, J-Lo and Ben Affleck are engaged again after all of those years. And apparently, um, according to Sam Griezmann, who's a film producer, Britney's pregnant, J-Lo, Ben, engaged again. All the cute boys are wearing baggy clothes. The mid-2000s are back. Emma Kelly says, Glads can't cope. Benifer getting married, Britney pregnant. Low-rise jeans are back. Um, if only we can reverse the house prices now back to naughty's levels. Well, uh, very early naughties. So I did not know the baggy clothes were back, but that's the 20-year cycle, isn't it? They say after 20 years, things become trendy again. So the awful trends of the naughties, not ready for the naughties to come back. But good luck to Brittany anyway. And she doesn't know what a better way to start on a Tuesday morning than with a bit of Brittany. Can't you see I'm calling A guy like you should wear a warning It's dangerous, I'm flying I can't believe that song is nearly 20 years old 2003, Britney and Toxic there of course Fresh as ever <laughs> I can't believe the naughties are coming back uh, Morning Oliver, this is on the Northern Lights A few years ago Myself and some friends went on an excursion in Iceland to see the Northern Lights. The tour operator had a policy of refunding groups that didn't see the lights. We froze in the middle of an icy wasteland for about an hour. Then there was the most miserable flash of green for a second, which most of us didn't even see. Wow, said the tour guide. Now you can tell all your friends that you've seen the Northern Lights. We got no refund. All the best, says David there on the text 51551. Uh, now back to the toxic culture which is like revisiting the noughties as well, isn't it? And all the, the attitudes towards gay people back then. Uh, but it's not just gay people, it's, it's everybody really. Uh, this person says, I live off Camden Street. I've just been listening to your comments on the late night attacks in Dublin city centre. Living off Camden Street has been a real eye-opener regarding late night Irish culture, which is in inverted commas, says Brian. Well, tell us more, Brian. What is this eye-opener? I mean, how bad is it? Because during lockdown, wasn't there skirmishes in town and you had guards kind of clearing the streets of thugs um, that were menacing the place in many places. And I know there was a lot of criticism of guards, you know, clearing people who were just innocently trying to have a bit of fun. But there were there, were, there was a thuggish element there as well. And the guards will tell you that was going on. Uh, the, another person here. Um, it's absolutely heartbreaking to hear about these attacks. I remember the beautiful day in 2015, hearing the wonderful news about same-sex marriage. I was at a friend's wedding when the news came through. It was such a joyous day. But Ireland has moved on. But these badly mentored thugs did not move with us. Disgusting behaviour, to say the least. Some of them would have been children at the time. I mean, we don't know what what is the story. Is there a policing issue? Are there attitude problems? Are there parenting issues? Is sex education a problem? Richie Sadlier has another 
great book out at the moment about sex and relationships called Let's Talk. And it's aimed at teenage boys, essentially lads, uh, because he gets to speak to them through his football punditry as a former Ireland player. And uh, I noticed that because he did an interview with the Irish Independent at the weekend and he said he doesn't think it's any easier now to come out for, for young people than it was pre-marriage, uh, the equality referendum, uh, marriage, marriage equality referendum and all that. So it's very interesting with all of these stories coming together. Uh, now I want to talk about something in a better mood, put us in a better form uh, and make you feel, don't get too down about the world. The world is mostly nice people, okay? Now we may have heard Paul McQuaid of River Cycles in Dublin do this amazing stuff. He's refurbishing, he's distributing bikes to people who are coming t- from Ukraine and other places who are in direct provision on the refugees and people are kindly donating bikes they're not using anymore. He's doing them up, putting them into functional use and giving them out. So he was talking to us yesterday, you might remember, he was nearly forgot to tell us what exactly he wanted and he said, he needed good bike mechanics, people to pick up and drop off bikes. So he got great response, himself and Kelly, his partner, people ready to help. And DPD Ireland were listening. DPD Ireland, you know, those people who bring you all your online shopping stuff. Yes, and they're very well organised and they're very good at it. They got in touch and they're offering to help deliver bikes all around the country for Paul free of charge. So we put them in contact with each other and we just like to say thank you. DPD Ireland for doing such a good thing and now give them a nod and a wink as they're delivering stuff and going DPD guy Ireland you're one of the good guys we're going to take a break we're going to talk to Nick Sheridan about um, separating the real news from the fake news after this little commercial break The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 and the text 51551. Lovely to hear Nick Sheridan. He was such a nice person. We did a stint with the Wexford Light Opera. Pirates of Penzance coming up on the 25th of April in the National Opera House there. Very nice message as well. A big hello to baby Sean Sheridan in Kilkenny who's listening in to his godfather Nick talk about his book on the show this morning, uh, Breaking News. How to tell what's real from what's rubbish is Nick's book there. And it is good crack. It's very good crack. Now, there's another one on the airport situation. Hi, Oliver. We flew from JFK, New York this morning to Shannon. Absolutely no delays there or in Shannon with both our journeys. People need to realise we have other airports in Ireland. We do not have a choice like Dublin, but Shannon is a dream for the US flights, says Marie, who is now um, safely and happily at home ensconced in Cork, according to this message. Now, I'm going to say good morning to Chloe Gardner. Uh, is Good on morning. The line. Good morning to you. Um, you're you're 19 years old, and I, I've, it feels rude to call out your age like this. But the important thing here is, you are running two businesses as a teenager. <laughs> one of those, one of those over overachieving, <laughs> yeah. one of overachievers. So tell us how it all started, Chloe. You were 15 years old, and something in you found in your granny's attic. Yeah, so I started the business when I was 15 years old after I found a collection of some very wonky knitted toys in my granny's attic. Yes. And these toys have been passed through my family for generations. So there was something really unique about them and really special. And I decided that I wanted to recreate this for others and create my own family heirlooms for other people. And um, yeah, that's how the wonky woolens got started. Wonky woolens, so that's the soft toys. and you've been, It is, it's a soft toy business. So you've been knitting them away in Galway. Yeah, I knit them all by hand uh, here in Galway City. So you set that up when you were 15 and four years on, you're st- that's still going, going strong. It's still going strong. It goes really well. And um, when the first COVID hit, I moved the business online and I haven't looked back. It's become wow. such so much bigger. And I've been able to, I finished school last year. I did my leaving search and I decided to just 
take a bit of a leap of faith and decide to pursue the business full time as opposed to going, co- going to college this year. So that's a brave and a big step. It was. What, it was a what big was step. the conversation like at home? I think it was a mix. I think my parents were obviously a bit worried when I said, I don't think I'm going to go to college this year. I want to pursue the business. But I think they'd seen how much the business had grown and they were very supportive towards it. Well, that's, that, that's, that, that's, that's all you need, really, isn't it? When you get a bit of support. <laughs> it and uh, so it's going so strong, you decided, uh, well, I think, sure, I've got one business up and running and going well. I might as well do another. Yeah, so I took the crazy decision to start a second business when just before I went in to do my leaving cert, the leaving cert oh summer holidays, I decided that I would before your leaving cert, right? So uh, most yeah, of just stressed, before <laughs> stress out of mind doing that, yes. and you decide another business. What is the other business? The other business is called Baba Bandits, and it's an online supplier of this giant knitting yarn, which you use for arm knitting. So arm knitting, as the name suggests, it's just like regular knitting except you're using your arms to knit instead of knitting needles. So it's yes. this amazing concept. And, and so it has very chunky kind of wool, is it? It is. It's really, really chunky wool. So you can use your arms. Baba Bandits, as in Baba Black Sheep. And yeah, so that's as in Baba Black Sheep. So just an online supplier. And is, is that going well? It's going really well as well, actually. It's been pretty hectic trying to run both businesses, which have both really, really grown quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's, they're both going really, really well. I'm looking actually at the wonkywoolens.com here. I mean, it's, it's handmade in Ireland. I mean, it's class looking stuff and it's, it's, it's a craft business really, isn't it? It uh, is a craft business. Is it something, because it, obviously people think at home going, oh, I like doing this as a hobby. Uh, what happens between hobby and business? Do you start to kind of go, oh, I can't believe I have to knit another pink unicorn this morning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I prefer doing this in my spare time rather than as a business. What, what makes, what, I think does, does the transition work for you? The transition has really worked for me. I still love making them and, and seeing them all in their new homes with all their kids. And it's just, it's still something really special to me. And it never really became a chore or a work to make them. Because you love it. I love it. Yeah. So you're, you haven't gone into any full-time education as in, you know, third level. Are you going to do it at some point? Or is the, you know, are you so concentrated on the business? You might as well just keep doing the practice rather than the theory. I'm quite concentrated on the business at the minute and I think the practice is incredible as opposed to the theory for me personally and the door is still open for me to go into university. I have the point if I kind of would like to so yeah. it's up in the air at the minute but I'm, it's definitely something I might consider in the future. You're only 19. What would you say to a youngster listening in this morning thinking I'd like to do that but you know the, the pressure to do the leaving and to go to college and do all of that is very strong. What would you say to them? I say there is always a lot of pressure and I think fear can often hold somebody back. But I would say if you do your homework, do your market research and make sure that you're going to be able to fit into your schedule, I was lucky that I was, then just take that leap of faith and pursue it. And I think I was so passionate about my business that the stresses of the leaving cert kind of subsided a slight bit. So yeah, I'd say just take the leap of faith and do it. Take the leap of faith. Well, Chloe Gardner, more power to you. Thank you very much for talking to us. Uh, the wonky Wallens, sorry, the wonkywoolens.com and the bababandits.com. So good luck to her. We'll take a quick break. Now we'll finish up um, pretty much where we started. This uh, texter, 51551, uh, was a youth worker in the early 80s. There were queer bashing gangs in Dublin. Declan Flynn was a victim of one of them, 1982. These days I hear thugs on the street describing men and women as queer. An attack on a person's sexuality is a violation of their human right. And that word queer, 
has been something we've tried to, to retake ownership of again and use as a word, to, you know, as a positive word, but it's still being used as a slur and being used as a as a violent word in many ways. But the F word that rhymes with maggot is the one that Evan Summers heard on the street. We're going to come back to this subject, 51551, ryan.rt.ie. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. It's just gone 10 o'clock. We'll have Claire Byrne next, but we will be back tomorrow. Take care. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.